The Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday announced a series of coaching moves. Let's talk about the changes to Zach Taylor's staff for 2024. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine coming to you every day on YouTube anywhere you get your podcasts. We appreciate all you everydayers out there who don't miss an episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast and if you're new make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts and you won't miss an episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. This week it's been a bunch of senior bowl coverage. If you missed any of that there are four Full episodes, one of them being a mock draft Monday, but then we talked with Mike Renner for a couple of episodes. We talked with Parker about offensive line play in our most recent episodes. So if you miss those, you want to catch up on the Senior Bowl stuff, plenty of content there. Today we're shifting gears, talking about the Bengals coaching changes in an episode brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase of tickets. James, let's talk about news. The Bengals lose a coach. They gain a couple of coaches. Well, they, they make a couple of promotions. They hire one coach. They're still in a coaching deficit, and we'll talk about that as well. But let's get the, the facts of the matter out of the way before we dive into analysis. Yeah, they're down what? A, a, an assistant linebackers coach, technically, would be the, the one that they're down. So uh, we'll see there. But yeah, three new coaches and uh, – or, or three – Coaching changes, to be clear. One new coach. And I think this is the the surprise. Justin Riscotti, pass game coordinator, and then Brad Craigthorpe. I think everybody knew he was going to be the quarterback's coach, and it was just a matter of when. And, and so that's official. And, and then the other surprise, and it's a surprise because we hadn't really talked about other potential departures. And the guy that I kind of thought might have a chance this offseason to uh, become an offensive coordinator, not necessarily a defensive coordinator, was Troy Walters, but it looks like he's going to stay. But the Bengals lose secondary coach and uh, also safeties coach. And um, why am I forgetting his name now? It's my guy, Robert Livingston. It took me a second. But Jordan Kovacs is replacing him in that role. What I think is kind of cool about the two promotions, both guys entered with Zach in 2019 have been on Zach's staff the entire time. And I think Cragthorpe and Kovacs have both grown, but you lose a guy in Livingston. He's been around for nine years, helped develop Jesse Bates, the, the Bates bell combo. We all talk about how good it was. Robert Livingston had a big role in that. So uh, and we could talk more about the loss, but yeah, those are the three moves. And uh, I think the past game coordinator is probably the biggest surprise followed by Livingston's departure. And then third, and probably the the least surprising is the fact that Brad Craigthorpe is the new quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I'm encouraged by the fact that they backfilled for Brad Craigthorpe's promotion to quarterbacks coach, and and we'll talk more. We'll talk a lot about what Justin Riscotti is probably going to do for the Bengals, why the hire makes sense, what his background is, but. I do want them still to backfill for Jordan Kovach. And it's going to be interesting on, on Kovach to see which of us was pronouncing that name correctly. 
I think it's Kovach. I think that's how the CS is pronounced at the end of that one. So we'll find I, out. I will bet you. Let's see here. I'm just checking to make sure. I'll bet you a week worth of DoorDash. We could bet uh, a Nissan, a brand new Nissan. Yeah. I'm fine that's, with that. It's a little rich. Both of them are a little rich. <laughs> For my, look, at well, me trying to, look at me trying to get Jake Lisko here with names. Well, yeah, with names, I'm not very confident. Like, maybe you'll get $5 on the line here. Maybe. And and I think that it's actually Kovach. But anyway, point is, I would like them to backfill these these coaching positions some somehow. It doesn't have to be the exact same position. But you see where these assistants are elevated and, and build themselves. So it's, it's one, it's a coaching pipeline thing for the Bengals where – if you can continue to develop coaches in a way that you are confident in their ability to take on bigger roles in the future, that enables you to have some continuity going forward and enables you to promote from within, as the Bengals did with Craig Thorpe and Kovac. And I think that that is, there, there are some upsides there, right? And Kovac, a former safety, I know he was a linebackers coach for the Bengals, assistant linebacker coach for the Bengals, but played safety, so has experience that way. Craig Thorpe, came up through LSU, worked with Joe Burrow at LSU for a year before joining Zach Taylor's staff. Obviously, familiarity there has been working as an offensive assistant for quite a while, has been seen as an ascending coach, I think, for quite a while. So that one also makes a lot of sense. And then losing Livingston, a bit of a surprise, like you said, agree with all that. So all of this to say, from an infrastructure perspective, you're losing labor when you lose Brian Callahan, when you promote from within to replace. You're losing labor when... You, when you lose Robert Livingston, you promote from within to replace. And so I'm still hoping that they make another hire defensive assistant somewhere just so that the work that Kovach was doing in his previous role is filled because you're losing time on task for for those guys. And it looks like you're very confident in what you found as a pronunciation. Because I also uh, looked this up before I said anything. According to Big Ten Network, it's Kovacs. So we were... There's no no ch in, okay. in the pronunciation there. So that that's Big Ten Network. That's when Kovacs was thriving for the Wolverines. But maybe it's it's dead wrong. I didn't look in the the, the Bengals pronunciation guide to see if it's if it's there. It, it will be now, regardless, because he's he's a position coach, and so we'll see. But uh, hopefully, you just get a chance to ask him at some point. We could also go look for uh, the University of Michigan pronunciation guide from. 2000 the media guy from 2012 or something yeah 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 and look it could very well be i i, I mean I, maybe it's either way i don't know good thing we didn't bet either way because i'm I, I could have gotten it wrong too but the point is to your point and what we can dive into past game coordinator in a minute and, and all of those things but i agree with you you're a coach down now and i do like that that these guys have developed you're talking about a guy in kovacs that played the game and played in the NFL for multiple years and then slowly works his way up, gets here in 2019 and, and works his way up and now gets to work with safeties in the NFL exclusively for the first time in a while. Now he'll work with the secondary too, but what a big, what a big spot for this secondary to be in a lot of young, I think hungry athletic players that need to take a step forward. And Zach Taylor looked at this and said, yeah, Jordan Kovacs is the guy to get the most out of them. So ho hopefully he can, right? Whether it's DJ Turner, Dax Hill, obviously Jordan Battle. This is a big, big offseason 
And 2024 is going to be a big season for those guys. 100% agree there. And we're going to have to talk about the impact on those safeties because Livingston, you know, for, for the year the safeties just had and what have you done for me lately kind of league, maybe some people are glad to see a change for safeties and hoping to see some improvement with a coaching change there. But he did a pretty good job of Jesse Bates and, and Von Bell prior to the the change at safety. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to talk about the impact there because you do lose some continuity. And I have a lot to say about Justin Riscotti, actually. At first, I was very confused by this hire. And we'll talk a lot about this a little bit later in the show. I was very confused. Like, why are they going and hiring an offensive line coach, assistant offensive line coach to be a passing game coordinator? Why does that make sense? Anyway, it does make sense for reasons that we will discuss in a little bit on the show. But let's do that next. Let's do that next. And then we'll get to the safeties. Offense is more important. Passing, Passing wins championships, damn it. We will talk about why hiring Justin Riscotti makes sense for the Cincinnati Bengals, or at least could make sense coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is boosting every single dollar you transfer from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood gold for one year from the date of the 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. James, let's talk Justin Riscotti. As the more I've looked into the name Kovacs, I, I think you're correct about it. But there's that Altered Carbon show on Netflix where the main character is named Kovacs, and I think they said Kovacs for him. Anyway, we're not going to talk about his name anymore. Let's talk Justin Riscotti, offensive line assistant, in minnesota quality control coach in denver where he mostly worked with offensive line but did also work with quarterbacks for a year but gotta dig a little bit deeper you go back to his college playing days he was a quarterback was a quarterback's coach in college was a was an offensive coordinator in high school also was an offensive coordinator at the college level for several years not for any major schools but for college programs nonetheless also coached wide receivers. So he's coached every position on offense except for tight ends and running backs. A lot of familiarity with a lot of different positions as an ex-quarterback himself that has now decided to specialize in offensive line play, which is an interesting cocktail of experience for a guy that you're asking to come in and play a role as a passing game coordinator. Agreed. I, I think, one, he's shown in the NFL he can have multiple roles offensively. The offensive line assistant coach position, of course, but he knows passing and he comes from that Vikings offense. And I was just thinking about it like, man, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins has been really good the past year and a half before he got hurt. And I, I think he could add something there. And to me, this hire, 
isn't for these people, but it should satisfy those that say, all right, bring in a new set of eyes because he was a quarterback. He has that experience. He's been in the league now, essentially for as long as a lot of this staff has been together and, and Zach Taylor formed this Bengals staff in 2019. He's been in the league since then. And so it, it lines up in a lot of ways, his growth and development as a coach, how he could come in and potentially impact things uh, and, and help this staff improve. And I also think that you didn't necessarily need another assistant quarterbacks coach. And, and you can go with the, the passing game coordinator, someone that's going to help with the passing game, help improve it, push it forward, all of those things. I, I think that that's fine because you still have your quarterbacks coach in, in Dan Pitcher on the, the staff. And then obviously Brad Craigthorpe served as the assistant last year. And that's something that Zach has done now twice where it felt like, all right, well, Alex Van Pelt, he could be one and done. So what does he do? He has Dan Pitcher become the assistant quarterbacks coach in 2019 and promotes him in 2020. And then last year, Brad Craigthorpe moves over to assistant QB's coach and boom, becomes the, the quarterback's coach a year later. So I, I do think that that's part of it. But no, I, I like this hire, and I think it should satisfy those that wanted an outside perspective for sure. Well, and that goes back to the earlier conversation I, I was mentioning as well when it comes to backfilling to keep that pipeline going. And, and that's where whatever the position is on defense, you would like to see, I would like to see another coach hired, another assistant hired somewhere. And it could be a young guy like Riscotti, uh, relatively inexperienced in the NFL anyway, who, who's still working his way up and needs that experience. But as far as Riscotti is, is concerned, you think about the things they lost when they lost Brian Callahan and some of the specific things that we know he did for the offense. We know that he was largely involved with helping to set up protections. And, and maybe some people are groaning about that because they're thinking about protection issues that the Bengals have had. But it was one of his responsibilities. And you think about system similarities between where Riscotti comes from. Kevin O'Connell also comes from Sean McVay, of course. And, and so should be similar terminology between KOC and, and Zach Taylor. I don't know if – I don't remember which terminology, which terminology Zach Taylor kept, but I'd imagine there, there's a lot of similarities as they both came from Sean McVay. But you, you take those factors – and you think, okay, you got an, a former quarterback who, who's dealing with offensive line stuff. So what's he going to do as a passing game coordinator? Well, primary responsibility could be protections. Could be that he's going to be the guy who's going to come in and do a lot of the work that Brian Callahan used to do on getting protections set every week. Because this is a guy that used to coach you know, offensive line sets and, and various protection responsibilities. That would make sense to me. The other thing that really jumps out is think about the system he's coming from that has a star receiver in Justin Jefferson got a lot of good productivity out of Kirk Cousins has a very play action heavy offense. Oh, he well, knows Justin. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Oh, well, probably not. I'm just, Jud I'm just judging, <laughs> judging from that tone of voice, but could give you some ideas on, on different ways to use Jamar chase, right. And when to push For the sure. buttons to, to use Jamar chase in those certain ways and not saying that he and Justin are, are the same kind of player, but you start to bring some of those ideas along with maybe some play action ideas along with protection setting experience from a quarterback perspective as the league increasingly on offense seems to be driven by guys who have quarterback experience at some point. And, and that's some of the many ways that this hire can make sense. And, and another one, and this is very unlikely, I would say, but if you really wanted to spin it, maybe it's a future oil coach candidate as well. Yeah, having worked 
with offensive line for so long in the NFL. What are but you doing? I don't think it's that one. Oh, what are you doing? There's going to be so many people that are like, yeah, well, well, get Frank out of here. That, that's not my point. My point is like you're building a pipeline, right? Like it's, it's sure. just a pipeline idea. No, no doubt. And that pipeline is getting Justin Jefferson in Cincinnati. That's what that pipeline is, baby. No. I, yep, that's what I said. That's exactly no, not, the, not, not the what words you said. that I'm came out of my mouth. I'm saying it. They're, they're just laying the groundwork more and more. Did, did you see him? He, he talked about it. He was like, I hope they value me enough to get me back on the field. So there's there's a little trouble there for Justin and the Vikings. Uh, but, but to your point, I agree. And I, I think there will be some that look at the offensive line experience over the past couple of years and say, oh, that's going to help. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does. I think he's going to be really focused on the passing game and it, it's, it will be good to bring in another former quarterback. You lose one in Brian Callahan, former quarterback, you bring in another. And I, I do think you'll get some fresh perspective at the same time. It, it'll help just with all of the, the stuff you're right that Brian did. And that's probably what's going to happen, right? Is I think Dan Pitcher will probably keep some of the things that he did as a quarterback's coach from a prepping Burrow standpoint. I'm sure it's not like you just stop everything he's doing that, that he's done and he goes to the OC role. No, it's all right. These are all the things that Brad can do. And then I'll probably do these two or three things plus the, the OC role. And then you have this passing game coordinator that can take some of the the stuff that Brian Callahan did or the other way and take some of the stuff that Dan Pitcher did uh, to help prepare these guys. So it would not be, um, it's not shocking to me that they backfilled this. I think it was an important position. It is interesting that the the title is different and it could just mean that, that the title is different. A lot of people make the, the Frank Pollock run game coordinator stuff, right? Well, guess what? Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor, it's their offense, you know, and that's this year it's going to be Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor and, Dan Pitcher and company, they're off that. So we'll see. It honestly might have been required to prevent the Vikings from blocking an interview. Because if you're talking assistant OL coach to assistant QB coach, that's probably not a promotion. But if you're talking assistant OL coach to passing game coordinator. That's a good point. Yeah. It could, it could have been a technicality for all we know to to give him. And, and I'm sure there must be something more behind it than that. I, I don't know if it's that easy to skirt around the promotion and blocking interview blocking rules, but it could, it could be something like that involved as well. But either way, I think this checks a lot of boxes in terms of making sense comes from a similar system quarterback with offensive line experience. I think that's a really interesting combination and play action experience experience with the star receiver in a passing game. All of these things could point to the direction the Bengals are going in the future and then in addition to that, you, you are backfilling for lost labor. And if it's protections, if it's red zone, if it's play action, whatever it is, they've now got a guy to help spread that work around like you're talking about. And I think that that is important. And I think the Bengals still need to do it on the defensive side of the ball where they've got a new safeties coach. We'll talk about the impact there. We'll talk Bengals safeties a little bit to finish up the show here coming up next. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Have you ever wondered what kind of adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan, sponsoring this episode, have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next 
level. We're going to start with the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives. It's perfect for great escapes. If you live somewhere like I do where I'm in a city, but I can go five minutes and be in the bush, up a mountain, whatever it is, the Nissan Rogue will be perfect for you. It's got class-exclusive Google built-in, always updating, always on-call for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, having to fiddle around with cores, Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store are all built right in to the 12.3-inch HD infotainment system, that touchscreen in the Nissan Rogue. It's perfect as a mid-size crossover for your next adventure. And if you need something bigger, the Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. It's a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to eight in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further with the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Pathfinder, or Armada. Go find your next big adventure today. Go check them out at NissanUSA.com. Today's show also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy the way it should be. What does that mean? Well, it means that in a few taps, you can earn up to 25 times your money and entries, well, it just takes 60 seconds or less. So let's look ahead to the big game on Sunday. Let's say you think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for less than his Prize Picks projection for passing yards and passing touchdowns. You could combine those two, and if you're right, you win. Boom. It's just like that. It's you versus the projections. You don't have to worry about thousands of other players. You don't have to worry about sharks and experts. No, no, no. You versus the prize picks projections, daily fantasy, the way it should be. Get in on the action right now at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Forgot one anecdote on Justin Riscotti that I wanted to share before we dive into the safeties and, and Robert Livingston and Jordan Kovacs, Kovach, however we're going to land on his name being pronounced. When Justin Riscotti was coaching in Denver in 2020 in the COVID year, Denver had all of their quarterbacks on the COVID list, and they were desperate to find quarterbacks to play. And... On their roster, coaching roster, Justin Riscotti and Rob Calabrese were offensive quality control coaches. And Denver went to the league and they asked, can, can we get can we get these guys onto the roster? Are we allowed to sign these guys so that we can have somebody who's played quarterback play? And uh, Riscotti, of course, playing on James Madison in college, won the FCS championship back in 2004, last played football in 2006 at James Madison. The league said no. We were deprived of seeing what 37-year-old, 15 oh, years man. removed from playing football, Justin Riscotti could have done in that game, unfortunately. I would have loved it. I would have loved it. And uh, it, it is also true. He can Another guy who could throw passes if they need to or any tryouts or anything. But uh, I, I remember when that took place, and obviously you're like – are you serious? They had to ask about a coach, but just proof that there was wild times, wild times indeed. There was a receiver that ended up playing quarterback. Yeah. I forget who it was. I do too. The it didn't go no. well. It didn't go well for the Broncos. No, but he, he, I remember as well because he was praised for his like preparation and just jumping in and doing it. Somebody had to do it. Um, doesn't sound like the best time, a little bit of pressure there. 
I don't know. Funny story, though. League said no. Didn't get to see it. Imagine if we had, though, and then the Bengals hire him a few years later. We'd be going back and watching that game. That'd be fun. Let's talk safeties, James. Are you concerned? Do you see upside? What What are your thoughts on losing Robert Livingston for Dax? Battle? Yeah, I think he's a good coach. And he's, it, it, it was honestly, and I, I don't know this for sure. It's not like I, I, I talked to Robert about this, but I, I'm sure he felt like at this stage, he wasn't getting enough looks to be an NFL defensive coordinator. The looks that he probably hoped to get is become a coordinator. And so go to the college ranks to do so and try to, to show that you can call plays and do those things. So I think that this was about him trying to prevent himself from getting trapped and labeled as a position position coach only. I've been on the staff for nine years, dating back to 2015, was a Bengal scout for a few years prior to that. And so I, I do think it's a significant loss. He helped, de- he helped develop Jesse Bates. And a lot of people forget Jesse Bates wasn't Jesse Bates when he came in. There was some development there that, that he had to go through. And so you had a track record of a coach that could do those things and get the most out of a high pick that you're banking on. And the Bengals are in a similar position now with two guys. You know, Jordan Battle's a top 100 pick, the 95th pick. And obviously, Dax Hill, the 31st overall pick, going into year three, crucial, crucial year for him. I do think Jordan Kovacs is going to do a good job. And part of it is because no one knows him better than Zach Taylor. Five years on staff, played in the league. And so former NFLer that played safety in the league has to coach up your young safeties after paying his dues for multiple years on this staff. Makes a lot of sense to me. Will it work? I don't know. But from the outside looking in, it looks like it's a guy who has paid his dues, has slowly worked his way up, and now the Bengals are banking on him to help develop some key players, including Dax Hill, who, like I said, former first-rounder. It's someone that they need to to develop into a, a premium player, preferably in 2024, starting this season. Yeah. Uh, big year. Big year for the safeties, for the Bengals. Big year for, for Jordan Kovacs to step into this role and take on that responsibility. Man, you're committing to Kovacs, and it's Kovacs. One of us is just going to sound really bad this episode. I love it. I great. think it's it, it, it's both are correct depending on where the name is from or like how that family has decided to pronounce it. There was a show, Ultra Carbon, on Netflix, and, and the main character was called Kovach, and he was Kovach. Like, no doubt. No doubt in my mind it was Kovach for him. Spelled the exact same way. Um, so, Never seen it. That's uh, – oh, so the first season's fun. I'm not j- – just so you know, the, the color of the Nissan, I'm not picky. So don't <laughs> – don't worry about that, Jake. I, I will not be picky. I promise. I acknowledge that I have, could be wrong, but you have to pick one, right? You, you, you got you to. No doubt. We got to say his name. So, yeah. yeah. Start calling him Jordan for the rest of the show. What, what's going to be hilarious is when he goes on to become like one of the NFL's best defensive minds. And we can come back to this episode years later. Like, hey, yeah. remember when we didn't know how to say his name? Yeah. Now the whole world knows it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Bella um, Cheek. Like in the '90s and the radio, like radio, like Bill Belichick. Who's this guy? <laughs> it would be, it would have been the '80s because people knew about him by the '90s. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, another interesting parallel. Just something else I wanted to mention before we get out of here. Livingston, Robert Livingston, was a Marvin Lewis holdover for the Bengals, and and Justin Riscotti was one of the few Vic Fangio holdovers in Denver when he arrived. He he stayed. 
I believe, on on Fangio's staff out in Denver. Worked with Mike Munchak out there as well, and and that's where he cut his offensive line chops in the NFL as much as he will be contributing or not to offensive line play in Cincinnati. In fact, you can go to, I think there's an old video of him when he was with the Broncos doing a uh, pass set clinic kind of breakdown. It was relatively basic, but that's out there if you want to hear him, the Bengals' new passing game coordinator, talk about pass sets. Uh, And you're into coaching clinic kind of stuff. So I think that's all I got on these coaches james anything to to add before we get out of here not not really look i think the it was a natural progression for brad craigthorpe natural projection uh for um jordan kovacs to Mm -hmm. be kovacs yep and so we'll see if uh if they can deliver but not not shocked at all happy for rob livingston by the way I, i do think it is a uh a step up and it's a chance for him to show what he can do hopefully he crushes it in colorado and um, that's not official yet as we record this, but it will be. And, and then passing game coordinator. You want a new blood? You got you got a fresh face in there, Bengals fan. So we'll see. But uh, interesting moves. And the good news yeah. is, Jake, I'm sure we'll hear from these guys. Maybe all of them. Maybe not. But most of these guys at the Combine in a few weeks. And, and obviously, I'll be there. We'll get some audio and, and be able to play it here. I did remember one other thought that I wanted to share, which is that they are stocking up on former players, former quarterbacks. There's a lot of former players on this coaching yep. staff. And mm-hmm. and for quarterbacks, Cragthorpe, uh, Riscotti, Taylor, Pitcher, that's four at least. Might be forgetting one of the other position coaches there. And, and Kovacs, a, a former safety. Kovacs, former safety now. Uh, as safeties coach, Frank Pollock obviously played offensive, played uh, offensive line, but a number of, of NFL players on this team as well, and that's one reason to to like Kovacs. Um, there, there's definitely the ability. Oh, Ben, Ka- uh, not Ben Casey, James Casey. Uh, I'm right here. Had, had to be one, <laughs> James Casey. I did that with Mike yesterday or a couple of days ago too. Oh. I couldn't remember her first name, and it was Mike. Um, James Casey, former NFL tight end, former NFL, former NFL players tend to have an easier job connecting with easier time connecting with players. And, and there's easier rapport there. And it's nice to see the Bengals leaning into that as well. And that is all my thoughts on these Bengals coaches. We'll be back next week. The off Go Niners marches on. I don't care. Just throwing it out there. I yeah. think they're going to win. I think they're going to win. I, I heard Just you say throw that. it out there for our listeners. I think the Niners win by three. There's some matchups that seem to really favor them. So we'll see how we'll, it goes. Uh, we'll see our our Monday episode will be recorded before the Super Bowl, just so you guys yeah. know. So we will not react to it. We won't know. I, I, I don't think either of us want to wait until after the game to record. So I, I don't know if I'm watching the game. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch it. I probably will too, grudgingly. Anyway. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening. Hootay, and have a good one.